So this is our post-PulseCon uh, RFC Extra, I guess. I'm XV. I'm here with Headmaster Don, Diecast, and Hello. Melvar. Um, yep. So it's it's Saturday. It's um, the 26th of September. So PulseCon Day 2 is pretty much wrapped up at this point. Um, today we had the Transformers panels. We had Power Rangers. Um, Marvel and Star Wars were yesterday, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, so Matt and Don, especially, um, anything stand out to you at the, uh, Marvel showing yesterday? Well, I'll let Don go first because I know he's excited and wants to talk about something. <laughs> Thunderstrike! Finally in the six inch scale with, you know, the swappable hand so he can carry the mace in the left hand like he's supposed to. Very excited. Also, almost, now I would say as excited is that they teased Firestar. Which is a classic Marvel character, and cannot wait to get her. I've got a spot. I've got several Spider Man. I just need to go pick up an Ice Man, and then I'll have his. Uh, I have Spider Man and his amazing friends in six inch form. Which um, which Firestar, Firestar costume? Are they uh, original? The classic, yeah, oh. the original one. Yeah, not yeah, the one Fire... she uh, wore later in New Warriors. Hmm. Yeah, Firestar is the one I was excited for too, for exactly the reason Don stated: the Spider Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> so I already have a Spider Man and an Ice Man, and I will have Firestar. I need, to I need to, the trio now. I need, I need to pick up that Ice Man. I don't think I ever did. Better hurry. Yeah, I know. I'm sure he'll be. Uh, he people start looking for him now. Yeah, Ice Man's about to become a hot thing. Hmm. That's cold, man. That's cold. Uh, so Matt, what about you? Anything else? Um... Uh, Star Wars. I'm not a big Star Wars. Yeah, Star person. Wars. Go like, to hell. Like, like yeah, I like most of the movies well enough, but I don't act outside of a couple uh force effects lightsabers. I don't collect Star Wars. So fair enough. Um, Marvel Legends. Uh, like I said, the Firestar. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I understand the uh, Joe Fixit build a figure is is quite popular among fans but um firestar is the only one that really really stood out to me like i like the thunderstrike i didn't pre-order it anywhere that's something that i'll pick up like if i see it in person and i'm just you know looking for some retail therapy i'll be like oh thunderstrike i'll pick that up uh okay so what's up next uh diecast was gonna start talking star wars well if he must well, this is a very important part of PulseCon. No, it's fine. Go ahead. But we did get some Mandalorian stuff. We got the uh, the armorer, which is the figure that makes the armor for the Mandalorian, which is pretty cool. Uh, we also got the dark version of... Oh, what's her name now? now I'm th- Ray. <laughs> Ray, yeah. Ooh. We got the dark version of Ray coming out soon uh, that went up for pre-order. There was another Boba Fett, but this is Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi, I believe. The Boba Fett is a $30 price point. And hmm. I know you've all been waiting for a Jar Jar Binks. That is also at the $30 price point. Interesting choice. Yeah, I have to admit the Jar Jar does look good. I don't care, but it, it's a good looking figure and <laughs> nothing else. You know what we need? We need a Supreme Jar Jar. Maybe not. And then, of course, the big announcement was the Haslab Mandalorian ship 
the raise. Uh, now I'm forgetting the name of it. The Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest. No. Yes. No, that was a soap opera Something in the 80s. Razor's yeah, Crest. That, yeah, that's what it. Yeah, I was that's what say it is. <laughs> but man, that that ship is looks beautiful. Looks like it's going to be really awesome when it comes out. Oh no! Wait, I know diecast. It's called Trypticon. Yes, everything is called Trypticon. Yeah. Did anybody pay attention to Zoids this morning? I, I watched it. Did I did? Um, uh, what happened there? Um, they started talking about Zoids, which I wasn't even aware that there was a third generation or that there was a current cartoon. And then they started to play a clip, and I could have sworn I was watching Digimon. I haven't watched any of yeah. Zoids Wild, but that doesn't seem unlikely. Yeah, I uh, I got that feeling too. Although I'm I'm a Digimon fan, and I feel like it was like more like a clone than you know actual Digimon content. But I can see where the pair why you know someone would draw the parallels. The the art style is what to what I was referring. Like very very similar. Yeah, I mean it. I mean I think people that like the like those snapships that have that have taken off with a lot with a lot of people. Uh, like I think, like Hey Mickey is likes them a lot. You know, p- you know these these also I think will be really good for you know younger kids if the directions don't suck. Also depends like, on the price you, points. Yeah, but um, you know the whole thing about the game where you just lay the cardboard out. I mean, and it's it's kind of like a, a sumo match where they just try and push each other off of the the cardboard. Right. Exactly. Just, the game I think needs. I think the game just needs like some more depth or maybe if you can connect the pieces together to make a bigger mat or something it's just if you the game seems like an throwers yeah it's just the game seems like it's a it's just they were trying to find something else to push this thing and this is all they could think of to add as a bullet point i well, mean i don't even think they, they needed anything to push them forward they've 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 all got motorized gimmicks, from what I believe, and yeah. uh, they like spring attack weapons, and and the design actually looks pretty good. I think they've got a like a solid toy line there. Uh, let's see, what else do we have today? We had I... Ghostbusters today. Okay. Oh. oh. How, how is that, Matt? Can I can I take the lead on this one? Do you mind? <laughs> uh, go ahead. I did not actually catch the Ghostbusters presentation. Me either. They were really trying to make it interesting, but the thing about, uh, you know, the CGI ghosts and, I mean, it just was not a very solid panel, uh, even though they were trying. I mean, seeing Ernie Hudson was great. Hearing some of his stuff was good. The design team from the Kenner, the original Kenner line was really interesting. But all sitting through all that backstory and all that really not very interesting conversation between the hosts and we got one reveal for the for the the Kenner revised line and it's the ecto popper of all the things they could I don't even have know what revised. that is it's a pop gun that shoots six foam darts and it comes with three ghost targets i mean they could have done maybe a real ghostbuster sam hain or just a dozen other things to add to the to the Kenner revised line, and we get the Ghost Popper after sitting through an hour and a half. Wow! Why did Ghostbusters talking... get such a big time slot? Well, they 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 were hyping up 
they were hyping up Plasma series. Then they went to the Kenner reboot series. Then they went to Afterlife with uh, uh, Jason Reitman Jason having Reitman, a message. Yeah. And they revealed the Afterlife exclusive for Target, which was a large-scale uh, Ecto-1 from the movie. And, of course, it's already sold out within seconds. Because it seconds went to Target, after. yeah. Yeah, it went Target. to Target, yeah. yeah. I was disappointed because they kept talking about the ghosts, uh, the toy ghosts from when we were kids that, like, transformed uh, from, like, you know, like a toilet to a... Mm-hmm. a yeah, like, Howie Hunter, Fearsome Flush. Yeah, all yeah and I was like, they're going to bring those back. And I I was excited for a minute. And then, because they spent so much time talking about them, and then nothing. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they could have done a Janine in her pink jumpsuit. Sam, I would love to see a Sam Hain, uh, you know, a standalone Sam Hain. They could have done a Boogeyman. There's so many classic ghosts from the real Ghostbusters series. And they do, I'm sorry, they just do the Ecto Popper. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just very, very disappointing. Speaking the other of- thing I was hoping for was for like a proton pack since we just got the, uh, the gun, the, the neutronal wand. The neutronal wand, yeah, which is absolutely amazing. I love it. Uh, it's such a great prop replica. Uh, I was really hoping they were going to announce a, a proton pack to go with it. Is that is that the afterlife one that's yeah. showing up in collectible? Okay. Yep. It's it's awesome. It I would highly recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. Um. So how about GI Joe? Uh Man, their stuff is really, really looking good. Um, but Too bad have... you can't get any of it because it's all Target exclusive and it all sells out in a second. Yes. Even even the stuff that's not Target exclusive, uh, like, you know, they did do a re-release of the Trooper that was a Target exclusive and a different color paint job. I don't know if there's anything else different about it, but that sold out relatively quick on, like, Hasbro Pulse, which they limited. It's a trooper figure, which they acknowledged, and they want you to buy multiple, but there was a limit of one per person on Pulse. Which so is probably for the best since it's still sold out, so they made sure as many people as possible could get at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they, they announced two more. They announced another trooper in the uh, Cobra Island line, which is Target's exclusive, which is the uh, Viper figure. And that sold out in about three seconds, along with Firefly, which is another Cobra Island figure for Target, uh, which looks absolutely amazing. But, you know, now we're going to have to fight to get one. Now, I will say one thing about the G.I. Joe. The three and three quarter inch line is some amazing sculpt work at that level and some pretty amazing articulation. Uh, yeah, Scarlet M- looks... Mark, Mark showed off a couple of them. He showed off Scarlet and Destro, I think. Destro and, and Roadblock. Okay, I, I must have missed the Roadblock. I didn't catch the whole G.I. Joe panel. I did see he also yeah. also showed off the... What is it? The Cobra Fang? The the one-man helicopter? Yeah. The detailing on that one looks really good. The, the sculptors did a good job on that. Yeah. I was kind of hoping when they showed that first clip, we were getting CoverGirl, and it wound up being Roadblock. But I, you know, because CoverGirl is like she's in a lot of episodes, but she never really just got the, anything more than one figure or something. But yeah, the three and three quarter inch stuff looks great. I just hope people can find it. Oh, probably not. 
Uh, so Power Rangers. There, there were indeed Power Rangers panels today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Um, Lightning Collection. They showed off the uh, upcoming uh, Lightning Collection Wave Seven, I believe it is, which is uh, MMPR. MMPR green Tommy, no surprise there, but he does have the awesome mullet head sculpt. Yeah, it, it's specifically band. evil Green Ranger Tommy. Yeah, and uh, Dino Thunder Red Ranger. Yeah, and a Lord Zed Putty. Yeah, so, so it's all stuff um, that had leaked in the past couple of weeks, so it wasn't exactly a surprise. No, it was not a surprise. They did manage to pull off a surprise, though. Um, the metallic armor pink ranger which yeah well that's uh, I, that's a which thing which i for one i for one am not going to purchase uh, like i'm going to let that one go that that has i mean mmpr again is strike 1 metallic armor is strike 2 and catherine is strike 3 so the thing that struck me with this really was they were talking about how like they put so much effort into making like the head sculpts even better and yet the head sculpt looked terrible. Do you have any lightning collection figures? Um, a few, but not really any with, you know, real people faces. Okay. Because like the the Catherine head sculpt was an improvement over some of the stuff we have. It doesn't necessarily look like Catherine Sutherland. Yeah. But it it's a far sight closer than some of the other attempts I've seen. But you're forgetting the one awesome thing about the Power Rangers panel is they're actually going to do the monsters. Yeah. Well, yeah, we hadn't gotten to that yet, but uh, I believe <laughs> that's go- I believe that's going to be a a different price point on its own. $30, like, I, think I think. Yeah, yeah, $30 price point. And they're starting off with uh, King Sphinx and the Pumpkin Wrapper. And, okay, the Pumpkin Wrapper, I... Uh, he comes with pumpkins that you can pop off the rangers heads and and put the pumpkins on the ball socket so it looks like their heads are covered Mm -hmm. and that is absolutely brilliant i love that so yeah i'm gonna have to at least get a pumpkin wrapper (laughs) oh yeah and it's good because you know they keep uh giving us all these extra power rangers so i'm gonna i have a couple psycho rangers that i can pop their heads off and put pumpkins on I wonder if uh, Lord Zed can wear one of the pumpkins. I've never attempted to decapitate Lord Zed, but may have may have well, to try. You, you've got the original one and the the wedding two pack one, right? So you have a spare in case something oh, yeah. goes wrong. Oh yeah. Um, they also showed off the uh, the Power Rangers retro series. The, I, I guess the I guess that's going to be their ten dollar price point, which is Automorphin figures. Yeah, so, like, they're not even re-releasing the original ones again like Bandai did. They're, like, re-engineering their own. And gave them uh, some more articulation. I think they... Like, nine points of articulation, I think, on ball joints. And um, the uh, the Curse of the Head Sculpts strikes again. Oh, yeah, that Kimberly one is especially bad. Oh, they all look kind of bad. <laughs> the Jason one was okay, I think. But uh, people were complaining already because there are only four figures shown not realizing that it's one wave like i'm sure yellow and green will be in wave two like yep. stop stop panicking it it'll was, be fine it, it was a bad impression to give though because like when they showed the back of the packaging mock-up like the 
they had the power blaster up in the top of it, and it was very obviously missing the daggers. So, like, you know, the the crosshell has four figures. The power blaster they're showing is incomplete. Like, you could kind of draw the conclusion that, like, okay, they're leaving off number five. But it's still a four-figure wave. I was not confused in the least. The problem, too, if you stop and think about it for a minute, like, the next wave... I mean, they'll probably have reshifts of at least one figure from this assortment. Probably a Red Ranger, because, you know, Hasbro can't release a single wave without a Red Ranger in it. But I would kind of bet, then, that the remainder of the next wave is going to be the missing Yellow Ranger, the Green Ranger, and the White Ranger. And the White Ranger, yes. It's going to be a two-Tommy wave. Oh, you know what they could do for the second wave, actually? Um... They could do, um, you know, Green Ranger Tommy, but then do Rocky, Adam, and Aisha versions. Which I imagine will get those those in the metallic armor waves for Lightning Collection as well. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right, so I guess at this point, we can probably move on to Transformers. We don't have to cover that, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll see you on Wednesday for Radio Free Cybertron. Now we're going to talk about Transformers. Um, Let's go over to uh, tfradio.net slash news, where we have the uh, Kingdom Reveal panel recap on the RFC News blog. We want to talk to you about Transformers. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, So uh, the panel was literally titled, like, Transformers Kingdom Toy Reveal, so that's that's what they did. They revealed the whole first wave of uh, Kingdom, and I'm pretty happy with what I'm seeing here. I mean, between the the leaked content through, you know, Asian YouTube channels and whatnot, and uh, the IGN preview, we'd basically seen what they had to show today for Kingdom, with just a couple exceptions. Um, I think more notable, we got, like, some better looks at some of the early uh, previewed toys. So, um, Cyclonus in particular, we got some nice angles on, and that's pretty impressive looking to me. Uh, yeah, in both, we were shown both robot and vehicle modes. So, yeah, uh, the vehicle mode looks really, really streamlined. Like, there's no robot kibble hanging off of that thing. Like, everything has a place, and I think they did a really good job on that. Um, yeah, and the robot mode is yeah, really he, clean, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's. D- He's the first Cyclonus that doesn't have the silver bolt problem where it's like, it's a jet with robot on the bottom, you know, it's, um, but oh, it looks great. Bolt. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, wrong silver bolt. Um, but one thing I will talk about briefly, the packaging art. These oh yeah, we can talk about the packaging. The most, we, got, we got our first look at the uh, yeah, packaging samples today. Uh, yeah, these are some of the best looking packaging I've seen in a long time. I mean, it's really the whole point of packaging is to stand out on the shelf. And I think this is going to achieve it because there is some stunning artwork, great looking designs. It, this just some of this makes me want to buy duplicates just to leave one of the box because the boxes looks good. Yeah, so I mean, there's a good reason that the art looks so striking on this um, on the Kingdom packaging, which is because they increased the size of the front panel of the boxes. Um, yeah. The the window cutout is smaller now, uh, and if you look closely at this too, you can see on the inside the figures are not secured to a plastic tray anymore; they're secured to a cardboard insert. So this is. Um, the packaging is making another step toward 
uh, Hasbro's goal of eliminating as much plastic content in the packaging as possible by, I think, 2022 was their goal. Um, so it, at this point, I think all we're really seeing plastic on this packaging would be a small front window, um, which you can't see it specifically in these pictures, but I'm sure it's supposed to be there. Um, now, yeah. if these come out and they are like actually open face, that will spell the end of me ever buying one of these in a store because who knows, who knows what's been done to it when somebody's been able to reach into the packaging easily. Um, but I think they're just going to have the small front window, and yeah. um, it looked like in the Optimus Primal box at least there might be some small plastic stabilizing pieces glued onto that cardboard insert, uh, which makes sense for a bigger and heavier figure like that. But the the increase in the surface area of the cardboard has allowed them to do a lot more of the artwork. Like oh, now yeah. they have the the picture of uh, the vehicle mode and alternate mode on the on the packaging, and it they do have some really striking imagery going on there. Yeah, and there's not a to me there's not a bad looking figure. Because, you know, we've always said, like, you know, wave one is they're they're getting their feet, you know, they're getting their feet wet, trying to figure out a line. This is the first line I've seen where there's not really that issue going on. It looks like they put all their effort into making sure this wave one is hitting the ground running. The primal looks incredible. Cyclonus, even Cheetor, who's not one of my favorite characters, does look really good. Um so, yeah, I mean, the, the, all of Wave 1 is, you know, the Warpath looks great. Uh, the, but the weird thing is, small Optimus, that's kind of unexpected. Well, no, I'm paying attention not, to the leaks. Yeah, that's not, that shouldn't be unexpected because we knew, what what is the, uh, what is the price point going to be called now? Core, Core class. class? Yeah, we knew there Fast. was a, a small class Optimus Prime coming. Especially... Considering what we saw on the preview artwork, um, who's who's on there? So the core class makes a little more sense if uh, what we saw is accurate. Yeah, so they have a big art piece for this um, that they showed on a couple times on the stream. Um, basically like the modern version of the G1 back of package battle mural. Uh, but it's G1 characters and Beast Wars characters all kind of fighting amongst each other. Um, and in the background, there's a giant robot that uh, has the ARC's engines for legs. I think it's Cosmos. Yeah. There's also an ARC uh, featured on the packaging uh, of all these characters, but it's not in, it's in you know, vehicle form. I wonder if that's why we got a class. Optimus is uh, somehow maybe the core class can interact with the arc. Well, it would be it would be closer to being in scale with it, yeah. Yeah, it's a possibility, but it was just point blank saying that you know it's a it's a cheaper price point to get in the hands of kids, pretty much. But I mean, you know, what benefits one benefits the other two, and since like yeah. the arc is in the art, but nobody actually like mentioned it officially, so you know that's just kind of like an uh, what they like to call an Easter egg thing for us to discover um i don't think PulseCon is necessarily the specific replacement for um what they would have presented at new york um because like we didn't actually get any kind of physical tease of the titan for next year so that may still be something upcoming and at yeah. that point they would reveal like an interactive play pattern maybe between 
that Titan and these core class figures. Again, that that seems like something more whatever the timeline, whatever is going to replace Toy Fair this year. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how it kind of shakes out because, like, one thing that's, they where, did... the, that's where the Titan tease has always happened, anyway. Well, no, New York Comic Con has always had the first tease of the Titan where they bring a piece of it out onto the stage. Because, mm. uh, like, last year we saw Zarek, and the year before that it was, um, uh, what, Omega Supreme's tank. Omega Supreme's tank. Yeah. yeah. I was I had to stop and think for a second what the previous year's Titan actually was. I was uh, actually wanting to jump farther back to um, the Predacon Hot Wings. Um, Trypticon. No, Trypticon was the year before that, wasn't it? That that was also Trypticon. Everything. Is oh, Trypticon. okay. Yeah, okay. I get the joke now. Thank you. Um, in any case, though, Core Class Optimus looks pretty nice. Yeah. It's, it's okay. a pretty effective miniaturization of uh, the Earthrise toys appearance. Yeah. With, I'm sure, a much simpler transformation, however. <laughs> well, yeah, you you can kind of see basically how it works. Um, like, the the windows are the windows. They're not fake parts. And I think that top half of the torso spins around. And then there's a hint you can see in the grill on the truck mode. Uh, so I think you just kind of tilt the whole thing back. That kind of aligns the legs to where they need to go. You spin the top around to make the torso, and then you flip up the head, and you're basically there. And, uh... I've got good news for people like me who have a Transformers binder full of cards. We're going to get some more cards. 16 of them. Randomly What are they saying? Peel and reveal. Something about that just sounds unwholesome. What I want to know is, like, you know, once you peel that down, is it going to, like, go back up and stick again? Or do you, like, ruin the thing after that point? No, they were, they were uh, putting them back on... Uh, when they peeled, she didn't. The she didn't peel it all the way off, though. Yeah, she didn't no. peel it all the way off, but it it looks like you can restick it if you want. Yeah, I mean, if it's some kind of like um, a static cling based function instead of like an adhesive, that would probably have a longer lifespan. I'm just, I'm just kind of having the concern of like, you know, do I need to decide between like seeing what's underneath the the peel layer or just leaving it as it is? It's kind of funny if you think about it because we we were getting cards for a while. Then they stopped it. Then the Transformers TCG game came out. Now the Transformers TCG game is canceled, and now we're getting cards again. One other thing about that poster was um, all of the the Easter eggs on the poster, other than just the arc, because of all of all characters, there's a polar claw on there. Which yeah, I was surprised by that. Totally by surprise, uh, and several other characters in the background that. Uh, who, who else was on there, Chris? Polar Claw was the one that just stuck out of my head the most. Well, Scorponok's arm is on there. A very G1 Prime, which we already have. We have a very G1 Ultra Magnus. We have a very G1 Huffer. We have a very G1 Trax, which I believe has been rumored for a while now. A little while, yeah. Uh, what do you guys see in this? Uh, there's Rhinox over there, Waspinator, uh, Rat Traps in the foreground, G1 Inferno, uh, kind of in the background by the Ark's leg. Um, yes. We've got a few fossilizers here. So, like, the one that's prominent between um, Megatron and Optimus Primal is, that's Rectonite, which uh, is a Sterechosaurus fossilizer. That's another deluxe-sized one. Um, in the foreground near Warpath, there is one that looks like an alligator, which 
Uh, like, I don't think that one has been rumored or anything so far, so we don't even have, like, a, a presumed name for it. Um, and Optimus Primal is actually wearing uh, another fossilizer, one that's obviously uh, Sabertooth Tiger, because you can see its skull on his hip. Um, just based on how this is laid out, it looks like all of the um, reptilian and dinosaur uh, fossilizers are probably Predacon aligned, and any mammal ones would be uh, for the Maximals, which falls in line with how the uh, toy line traditionally worked out. Uh, we've also got Air Razor in bird mode up there toward the top. Um, the repacks of Wheeljack and RC that we know are coming. Starscream's up there, which I think is another thing that's getting repackaged somewhere. Uh, Galvatron. Galvatron's right there. Do I see Gears? Yeah, Gears is down there. When we first saw Galvatron on the on the Earthrise box art, uh, he looked like... Now, I'm not sure if this was intentionally or just the way the art around the character looked, but it looked like he was falling into like a portal of sort, almost like that green swirl of energy around him, which if he was falling through a time portal, that would explain why he's showing up on this poster possibly. Um, and the alligator fossilizer, mm -hmm. I hope they, if that is, does become a character, I hope they use the old unused name of instigator that was supposed to go to the Beast Wars characters and they had picked something else. Terrigator, I think. So, hope, so hopefully he'll be called... Inst yeah, Terrigator. So hopefully he'll be called Instigator uh, as his name. In one sense, it's unfortunate because probably what we're seeing here represents, like, the entirety of mainline product for the coming year. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Although I kind of think that what they showed us is not even the complete artwork because, like... um. You can see, like, on the one side, Cyclonus is just in jet mode, partially off the edge. There's no robot mode representation. Uh, Soundwave. Yeah, a tiny yeah, little bit of Soundwave. Scorpinox's arm is down there. Um, Dinobot is not anywhere to be seen on this that I've made out yet. And uh, Dinobot is in one of the Voyager assortments. So, like, there's stuff that we've heard is coming that is not represented on here and stuff that is barely represented on here but it doesn't seem like they would just put the little uh the little chunk of them and not have the rest as part of the art somewhere so i i think this might end up proving out to have uh a little bit more to either side that'll be revealed later uh now we finally did get some um new red collection reveals today which um basically it ties up the last of the first i think five um Red Collection listings that were found on Walmart's system originally. Uh, so we have Transformers Prime RC and Beast Wars Cheetor. The head uh, sculpt on Transformers Prime RC is awesome. Yeah, it's very good. They also made RC with a removable chest plate for reasons. Uh, Cheetor as well. Well, well it was, yeah. he was... Yeah. He was doing that... Uh, they were doing that to show off the circuitry because they had said in the... Um, presentation that because basically because they weren't doing the whole transformation thing they wanted to give the characters like the way that I interpreted it is like more weight they, they use the word build so they were trying to give it more weight more I guess more layers and so that's why a lot of the pieces that come off have uh, detailing on the inside or underside or whatever so that's I think that's what they were trying to show off and I like the fact she comes with her blasters that fit over her hands. So it looks like she's doing the whole, uh, the blaster thing from the show. Yeah. They, they wanted to make sure that, uh, 
the figures still had a mechanical aspect to them, I believe is what they said. Uh, they also talked about um, basically kind of reinterpreting Cheetor's appearance a little bit to kind of um, make, make the, him look more athletic, more like, a runner, more like yeah. a runner. Yeah. And beefed up his thighs and made his legs a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, narrowed the torso a little bit. And I think they did a good a good job on him. Yeah, no, and especially the way they got the stock photos posed, like you can totally see that coming across in how the toy came out. The one thing I don't really like here is how like deep into the red the copper paint is leaning on this. Yeah, I, I I'm hoping that that's that'll change. Uh, it's the... it is possible because uh, Lenny Panzika did say that this was an early what he called engineering pilot. Um. So it was the same situation with um, Rotor Storm when we first saw it, and it had the wrong head. So, like, it is possible that uh, little detail changes like that can be made after something at this stage has been produced. So hopefully right. that will air a little bit more to the gold side instead of the copper so strongly. What I do like, though, is accessory-wise. So uh, Cheetor comes with a chunk of uh, unstable raw energon embedded in a rock, um, which... Actually, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, chunks of dilithium crystal that some Playmate Star Trek figures would come with once upon a time. Um, very similar form factor to that. And RC comes with a chunk of what they're calling Dark Energon Ore, too, which they did a pretty cool effect on that, too, making it just slightly translucent, but not actually, like, clear where it actually looks like it's glowing. Uh, so, like, it's unprocessed Energon Ore, which I think is a kind of a cool idea, and I would kind of like to see more along that line be done. I still don't know if I'm going to buy either of these, but, like, I I think they're getting on the right track with this, especially getting away from, like, G1 proper with the stuff. So how about them twins? Clones. They're clones. Clones. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of a weird part of this. Um, They said they wanted to reveal the, the second set from the Galactic Odyssey collection, but they couldn't. So they revealed the third one instead. Yeah, I, I was confused by that. <laughs> Me too. I I think everybody was. Yeah. It's and possible I, they were confused by it also. Yeah, I really wish they would have shown us number two instead, because three is just two toys that I've had for a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit different paint scheme, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At, at least in that score, like, these are apparently unique decos uh, from both the Takara ones, obviously because these aren't pink, but also the original Hasbro releases, because they were calling these entirely new decos, mm -hmm. or as entirely new as you can get while, while they still look like clones. Yeah, closer to anything seen in animation as opposed to anything that's been on a toy before. Although theoretically, the, theoretically the uh, colors of the Takara ones were closer to what the animation looked like, but you know nobody wants it that accurate. Yeah, no one wants pink. I was happy <laughs> that they were not pink. So one thing they notably did not mention in any respect was Studio Series. Correct. Uh, which is partly also why I think there may still be more um, events like this upcoming in the near future where like, we might see a tease of the Titan because like, there's Studio Series 86 stuff that is obviously like done and basically ready to go. Uh, and they're going to have to reveal that somehow pretty soon. I'm wondering if they're going to do uh, some more Fan First Fridays. Yeah, uh, like maybe something that would happen around when they would have had their New York Comic Con presentation. So like in about two weeks. Yeah. 
Um, but there is something you're forgetting, Chris. I'm not surprised it's been that kind of day. That is the 10th anniversary of Transformers Prime and the figures that they revealed. Ah, that's true. And this turned out to be a lot more interesting than I expected. So um, the Breakdown and Jet Viacon set turns out to not be the only thing they had planned. Uh, it is the only thing that leaked and apparently the only thing that went on sale early in the Philippines. Um, so they are reissuing also um, what they're calling Hades Megatron. I think it had a different name when it originally came out from uh, Takara in Arms Micron, but I might be wrong because that was several years ago now. Um, yeah. So it's it's the Voyager Robots in Disguise Megatron with a bunch of chrome plating and um, two unique Arms Microns. Uh, the one everybody pays attention to is the uh, Bat Scythe one, which is itself Hades. Um, yeah, the other is the gorilla that turns into his fusion cannon. Whose name I don't remember, even though it's two syllables. But Chris, this was the whole reason I wanted to be on tonight, because uh, you and I were going back and forth on Twitter about the price and we on the both, Prime Wars. And we break. both way overshot. I what was my first guess? Like sixty bucks? Oh, I thought you were guessing higher than that. But like, no, I mean we were both pretty high. Like this. Okay, so just to lay it out there, the the pre order price on this was forty dollars, which is unbelievable. I I didn't even think it was going to be that low. No, I mean I even tweeted when I saw it first, like all surprised with exclamations and interrobangs and such. Could like, you figure even if it is, it it's it's a a Voyager and. A deluxe. A, lar- a large deluxe, actually. Yeah, deluxe. So that's 50 bucks right there, plus the Micron, the Arms Micron guys, and there's two of those, so you figure, what, you know, five, ten bucks? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so, anywhere from 60 to 80 would have been completely reasonable by any normal math. I don't, I don't think anybody would have ever expected this to be at this price point. And Hades Megatron is oh, only no. 30. Yeah, Don't yeah, I can't, I cannot believe the price on that prime because breakdown. They said back in the day they would try to find a way to bring it over if they could, but it was just too much plastic and it didn't fit in any of their price points. Right. And the the aftermarket on breakdown has been triple digits through the roof, triple digits since the toy came out. Uh, one thing we haven't really talked about, like on the show or the news blog, um. Kingdom is getting a price bump in the deluxe price point. The SRP is going up to twenty two ninety nine. Well, for most stores. Well, yeah. So like Amazon is uh definitely adhering to that. Um, so if you're pre ordering from Amazon, you're going to be paying the new price. But like I found that Entertainment Earth was still charging nineteen ninety nine. Um, apparently Walmart for in store pricing may still be sticking to nineteen eighty seven for the deluxes. Um, like doing a day one rollback on the price point, basically. Um, Good for Walmart. Well, it, it makes sense too, because like you know they can put the stickers up there saying rollback was twenty two ninety seven or whatever, and it it makes them look like a quote unquote deal at the price that they've already always been. And when I say always, I mean for you know two years. Um. Meanwhile, the core class is going to be $10, and then the Voyagers and Leaders are staying the same price they've been being. There was also the um, Transformers Entertainment panel, but instead of entertainment, they were just talking about the uh, Netflix series, so I don't know if there was anything there we wanted to touch on. 
Uh, just that they dropped the trailer for the Earthrise or the sneak peek. Um, and yeah, I mean, it I'm looks a lot the same. Yeah, there's there's no release date, so we don't know when it's actually coming to Netflix. It just said coming soon. So I'm assuming it'll be, you know, June or oh, I don't th- I don't think it's gonna be that long because like they've got finished animation no. and mixed uh uh audio and voice tracks. So like, I I'd, I'd look for sometime more around January myself. At the latest, oh, I would awesome. say I would say sometime in the next couple of months myself. Uh, you know, like maybe late November at the latest. I'm thinking that would be awesome. But yeah, I don't we'll think see. it's that far off, and like. It took when they were doing the machinima stuff. It took until the uh, third leg of that for them to actually get synced up, uh, toy line to cartoon. So, you know, with this Hasbro probably kind of knew ahead of time, like Siege might not make it out on time, but let's try to get at least the second chapter out close to when the line's still current. Yeah, because um, you know the Siege cartoon didn't premiere until halfway through the second part of the trilogy. I just hope uh, Earthrise is a little bit more. Fun, fun would be good. Fun, fun would be paced. fun would be very good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a funny story too that they were telling. Um, when they were showing clips to some of the Takaratomi people. Ah, uh, yeah, they had some the person of... there who actually designed the Spinister toy. Yeah. And uh, the the scene they decided to show was when Spinister got impaled on a shard of metal and apparently died. <laughs> So and everybody was just sad and awkward. I'd be like, that would be my character, the character that I created <laughs> that I was really passionate about, and then it just gets you know annihilated within like three seconds. Sad trombone. Uh did any of you watch the um, Peter Colin Frank Welker panel? Uh, yes, I did. So I didn't stick around for that. How was that? Uh, I mean, uh, Colin and Welker seemed to have. A pretty good time, you know, just reminiscing about, you know, working on the sh- on the shows together, you know, through the years from G1 all the way up through Prime. Um, but it it seemed it kept kind of getting in- interrupted. Ben Montano kept uh, putting in um, clips of stuff that they had done together and it just kind of seemed to throw off the pacing of the panel. I would have just let Peter Cullen and Frank Welker talk for an hour. Mm. I did like that they mentioned uh, with Frank Welker that his Megatron voice for G1 and Prime uh, were different, uh, and he did that purposefully, and that was pretty interesting. Well, the G1 Megatron voice at this point probably would have killed him. (laughs) He he still does it in in the... uh... I mean, he did it on the panel, but it it did seem to kind of be a little a little more strenuous. Yeah, and that's just doing you know a couple isolated lines here and there. It's not like you know recording a whole episode's worth of dialogue, or you know yeah, but, twenty episodes worth of dialogue. Yeah, but it was pretty much just an hour, or pretty close to an hour of of them just reminiscing and seemingly having a pretty good time. And uh, Peter Cullen finished it off with some inspiring words and Optimus Prime's voice. As you do. Indeed. All right. I think that's going to do it for us here. So um, thanks for joining us on this uh, what's bound to be a very lengthy RFC Extra as we've recapped all of PulseCon in um, the most disjointed, out-of-order way possible because most, us... most of PulseCon, I'm sure there's something we've missed. But <laughs> All right. See you next time, everybody. 
We'll uh, probably be talking more about this on Wednesday, so be sure to check out Radio Free Cybertron at tfradio.net slash live. And, of course, uh, you can catch the uh, Transformers part of the recap on the RFC news blog at tfradio.net slash news.